Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. brand new podcast you need to add to your podcast queue. It's called Lovesick with my friends Jada Ford, Michael Fishman, yes, DJ Connor from Roseanne, and Dorothea McGuire, who happens to be Jada's mom. This podcast is all about exploring wellness, health, motherhood, being a childhood actor, basically like any raw topic under the sun. Very informative. Today, they're on my podcast. I was actually on theirs last week to talk about motherhood, miscarriage, trying to have a child in your 40s. If you haven't listened, go and subscribe to their podcast. In the meantime, today, they get very personal. Dorothea, I love. She actually started one of the first wellness shows in the DMV on television. Jada Ford has produced incredible reality shows from Hell's Kitchen, Dance Moms, Juliana and Bill. Oh, my God. I used to be obsessed with Juliana Rancic. And Michael Fishman talks everything. How did he survive being a child actor? His, you know, famous and... Well-publicized falling out with Roseanne Barr. Where do they stand today? Here's their story. All right. I have everybody's new favorite podcast. We have like three Hollywood hitters here. Like and the <laughs> dynamic. I'm, obs- I'm already obsessed <laughs> with you guys and this podcast. <laughs> like hands down. All of you have incredible careers. Uh, Dorothea McGuire is yes. here. From This is from the Love Sick podcast that yes. everyone needs to go and subscribe to. Jada Ford, incredible reality television producer. We're going to talk about that. Michael Fishman. Hello. We all know him from Roseanne. The Connors. Uh, famous child actor. Now in Lifetime as a what? Teacher predator? I mean, yeah. what? <laughs> I don't know if that's how I was 
dressed up and it went to life. I'm like, yeah, I did that job. I mean, well, I mean, you're an acting, acting role, acting role, not in real life. This is acting. And I used to work in education. Oh God. No, what? And by the way, Dorothea and Jada, you are mother daughter. Yes, we are. Michael, you're working with a mother daughter dynamic on this podcast. How's that? Sorry. (laughs) Well, choose your words. Just kidding. That's exactly how it's going. They make sure they put me on the end, so I don't get too far in that. You guys, this podcast is so fascinating. So first Thank of all, you. tell me why the name Lovesick. What does Lovesick mean? Jada. Well, it's like, <laughs> I know, right? Um, lovesick means a lot of things, right? So I took, I wanted to do something where we're sick is, you know, people call themselves if they have a chronic illness or a rare disease or something. But the love part is like the community aspect and like the, the you know, being in love with yourself. It means a lot of things. It's being in love with yourself loving other people, learning to love, you know, what's around you. And so like for lovesick, I thought it was like appropriate to kind of put them both together and bring something positive to the to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. How did you, okay, so then how did the three of you come together? Like, I mean, it's an interesting choice to work with your mother. Yeah. I mean, my it mom, is. My, like, so, hey. sometimes Michael will have to sit in the middle. <laughs> But then I want to know how they got you in the middle. Like, I, I want to know right, how you right. all became friends. Okay. Well, you start with your show. Cause... Yeah, well, I had a show in Maryland because, you know, I was born and raised in uh-huh. Beemore. And you know, most of my listeners still are from the D.C. Wow. region. So they're going to yes. love the fact you born and raised yes, in Baltimore. born and raised in Baltimore. What street? What oh, neighborhood? Oh, in West Baltimore. Okay. Born and um, raised. Born, born and raised in West Baltimore. And um, I mean, hey, during that time, it was great. Oh, I bet. Enjoyed it. I, I'm still friends with a lot of my childhood friends back then, believe it or not, which is 60 years or a little more. And actually, fast forward, I started a show because I was actually personally diagnosed with sarcoidosis, pulmonary sarcoidosis when I was in Maryland. And at that time, I was 26. And for those who don't know, sarcoidosis is a inflammatory disease that causes non-cancerous granulomas that can attack any major organ of your body. And with me, it attacked my it attacked my lungs. So therefore, with that, and it's pretty similar. People are more familiar with lupus. Oh, okay. Okay, sure, so sure. when you think about that, there's some of the same symptoms. So when I say lupus to people, they go, oh, yeah, I know lupus. But when you say sarcoidosis, they're like, what the hell is that? You know, yeah, because yeah. I even said, I was like, what is that? You know, and they don't know. It's no cure and it's no, no known cause. So right now, it's to this day, there's no cure and there's no known cause. So I was in a situation back then I didn't know a lot about it, so I didn't tell people that I had it because for some reason, like lovesick, you think that because someone is challenged with something that they're unable to do a job. Right, And so that wasn't my life. It's like, I can do the job probably sometimes better than somebody that's not sick. Yes. Right? 
So um, with that being said, I eventually um, got a show in Prince George's County. You created the show. Yeah, I, I created the show, uh, produced it. And I actually went to the, the media, to the cable, because it was on cable. And I said, listen, I would like to, to present sarcoidosis to the community. And, and I explained to them what it was. And they were like, oh, wow, that's great. And it just so happened that one of the directors there, his wife had sarcoidosis. Really? So, so yeah. it was like oh, yeah, his wife, so it was, like, it, was, it was meant to be. And so, therefore, I did it, and the show was de definitely successful. And I did it for like, um, I think, like five years. Yeah, because you went on the to road California. too. I was doing it on the road, going to different places to retreats, yep. talking to patients, wow. and you know, going all over the place. And I was very well connected in the medical community, so I had well-renowned, like well-known, renowned medical professionals that was. They love what I did. And you got invited to go and to I places. And I got invited like, travel, yeah, yeah. to go to different places. Can you speak here and can you speak there? And I was like, sure, you know. And so that was my life of doing that until I moved to California. But I did the first year <laughs> of my show. I actually won an award for the best talk show host in the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we have I was so happy. Yeah. So I'm actually an award-winning Television talk See, show. See, own it. <laughs> so I'll take that. Yes. And you set the scene for Jada to set. become this reality television oh. producer and yeah. Hollywood. Ah, you know, that. it's it's interesting because I actually didn't set out to work in reality TV, mm -hmm. right? Because it was it was. I mean. I feel like the grandmother of like reality now, but like it has been because when I well because the youngest grandmother, the youngest, yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> right? No, but because when I started, I came out to to California to get into the business, but I thought I was okay, going to go into scripted, right? You know, do this kind of stuff, and um, you know, the first six months of me moving out here, I mean, I'm telling you, like I sold all my stuff, I graduated college, sold all my stuff. Broke up with my college boyfriend. And See I ya, came bye. out here. Bye. Don't get bye. Bye. It was meant to be his marriage. Yeah. Funny thing, he lives here now. It's funny. But with his family. But he really is. He really is. But I, I came out here and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. But you meet people because I'm so, like, so, you know, social. And I'm like going out and staying with friends of friends and stuff. And everyone's like, everybody wants to get into the business. And so you're like, okay. <laughs> so I got into reality actually by accident, but I'm thankful for it because mm -hmm. it was super fresh. I mean, I think at the time we had some real worlds and I think, what, what year? What year would this have been? This would have been, oh, now you're going to say my eight girl. Okay. The early aughts. I like that. Early, it was the aughts. It was the early aughts. It was the early aughts. So, I mean, we only had like the Osbournes. At that time, maybe. Maybe. Actually, Jessica Simpson. I don't even think the, the Osbournes were, Osborne were there yet. Mm -hmm. wow. I came out, my first job was a production assistant on The Surreal Life. Surreal Life. Epic. With, at this, that, that um, season, it had like Sherman Hemsley from The Jeffersons. It had um, Omarosa. It had... Oh, don't worry. She's been on this podcast. Janice <laughs> Dickinson. She set a timer and then she walked out when her time was up. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. That was, uh, don't worry. Yeah, you she... know, like Janice Dickinson and some, you know, mm -hmm. some people. And it was such an amazing experience for me, though, because it was my first time on a real set. You know, because I've done, like, extra work and fun stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But it was my first time on a real set. And, um, and I worked crazy hours, but I didn't care. 
you know and yeah, it was yeah. like i was like i'm i was like i'm here like finally but you know i mean as a, a, a pa when a production assistant for people when you're there it's like a hundred of you so you're very like disposable so i was like Oh, I am not going to be the PA that gets lost in the mm -hmm. mix of people. Like, I didn't come all the way out here after, you know, right. fighting my way to get out here to do it. And so I was making sure I was always in, like, exec spaces and being like, hey, you want to eat lunch? Coffee? You know, like, oh my God. want me to throw something away? Jade is you? a worker. I am. And, and, she is, and, yeah. and she's, she, under, she's underselling herself a little right now. She is, like, driven and almost a machine when it comes to work. That's true. But she's also a really sociable, like engaging person, right? So yeah. you get to enjoy a person you actually like to work with, but then it's just this workhorse who goes and just gets stuff done. Oh, but wait, but I have to say this though, because you left this part out, which is pretty major. Jada was not always like this. She was, no, that's the part she's leaving out. Oh. She was not social at all. She was very shy. When I was younger. When much younger. Was, yeah, much when younger. she was younger. So I, because I'm not that shy person, I always had to like encourage her to like get out there, make sure you, if you're in front of people, make like make an impression, you know, do this, do that. But you didn't tell how you actually got started in TV. You had internships. And you had internships at Maryland Public Television because I used to work sure, there. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, I used to work at Maryland Public Television, and I was one of the sponsorship directors there. So I got her in to do the news, internship. One of the news shows I did. Yeah, yeah, one of the news shows. And then she also did an internship when I used to work for Radio 1. And she that. did an internship there too. So yeah. see, she left those important pieces of the puzzle out, and then she got to. But the reason, the reason why I came to LA though is because I was like, I'm not a news person, and this is just not yeah. my jam. I mean, right. you know, I wanted something bigger or to try something bigger, and I was like, I need to come out here first and at least try, mm -hmm. and then otherwise, if I have to go back home and be a you know 22 oh, yeah. year old like, pregnant what's... lady, then fine. But you know, it's like I just, I just. <laughs> those are the only two choices. <laughs> I knew she would make it. I, it's those people who have young kids. And... She definitely would make Sorry. it. I'm like, she's definitely gonna make it. I had no problems with knowing that she wasn't. My going my to favorite make it. Hollywood saying by David Carradine. Did you ever meet David Carradine? Mm -hmm. By the way, oh, you did. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. <laughs> he always like would say, he I know his movies. And I, yeah. I mean, wait, and what was the TV show that he was? It was oh, oh, I know what you're talking oh, about. Like, uh, I used to, he was like a kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. Was it called Kung Fu? I no, no was it? he did something no, he that did was Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. I just remember having uh, swords. But and stuff. it was like, you know, back in the day, <laughs> yeah. we would like look for, like, I don't know, we thought he was a real sensei. You know, yeah. we were like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. Michael Carradine. What was he like in real? He always would say, in there are no failures in Hollywood, no. just people that give up too soon. It's oh, my favorite saying. Yes, oh, wow. and he was, um, there was a focus and there was a playfulness, but there was also this very serious, like, like again, Sometimes you meet people and your perception of them is they're going to be over the top or yeah. huge or big yeah. and they're so focused that they're quiet, right? And those are the ones you're like, oh, okay, there's, but there was like a power. Oh, I could see that. Like, yeah, I bet he's a star that probably had like, some stars you meet, they just have this, um, there's just this aura around mm -hmm. them, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like when you meet Oprah, it's like everyone stands like two feet back. There's just this like, <laughs> she does move in a different way, you know? I mean, not everybody does. Uh, but Gina, well, you're... I would move in a different way if I had a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, people stand 
when, did when, you say right, would you true. say when? When. 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 Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give people context, you have produced incredible reality shows. Hell's Kitchen, Dance Moms, DC Cupcakes for our a lot of our oh, DC yeah, yeah, audience. Yeah. Juliana and Bill. Oh my god, my favorite. I used to be obsessed with her back in the day on E. Yep. Um you produced that for many seasons. Um oh, Joe and um Slade mm-hmm. from RHOC, you yep. know, back in the day when they had a dating show, you did that. Date my ex, yep. I mean, I'm sorry. Some of the best <laughs> bad girls club, bad yes. girls club. Yeah. Was that just like, a, a, were you like, oh my god, how did I? Get I like, these I like, women are. You just see. Jada's like, yes, but like. Um, you know that show. Made me want to just take a break on TV for a little bit, go to church. <laughs> You know, sometimes in these job descriptions, especially working as a producer on the floor, like a field producer on the floor with these, you know, uh, reality stars, they should have these job descriptions that say you will be a very underpaid therapist, <laughs> you are going to be a very overpaid bouncer, you are going to be, a, you know, somebody's mom because you have to, like, make sure that they're in the right spots at the right time. It's like, it's so many positions mm-hmm. It's it's interesting, but it's like you're you're just one day you're going to the bar with them having a drink so they can pour their hearts out, and then one day you're like, well, why are you doing that? And they're like, well, we just had this conversation, and now I'm fighting this bitch, and you're just like breaking up fights. So it's like it's wow. a very it keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good at those kind of things were good fun at the time, you know, when I was a little bit younger. Oh yeah, <laughs> I could tolerate I mean, a little bit more right. of that stuff, but yeah, it's it's. I did used to ask her about. It. I was like, Jada, are these girls really going at it like that and she goes uh, yes, yes I used to get some residual checks because yeah. yeah. I'd be in this spotlight like you know you could see me in the corner like pulling somebody and they'd be like oh here's your you know 70 oh bucks my gosh. <laughs> Michael how did you how did you become friends with Jada and get on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. So, so the first time we met was like twenty five. Like it was, it was like a long time a long ago time when ago. when she was like new, new in town. She worked wow. an event. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take twelve minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic! 
I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. From the original show at the end, like after the show had ended, in the... I'd say that was like maybe mid 2000s. It was like around the time I first got there, so it was I was an assistant for a little while, but yeah. Um. And and so we met super briefly, mm-hmm. and I, I think that when I think back, I'm always like I'm glad I was authentic and that I'm who I am Aww. because otherwise we would never like right. we would have never reconnected. And then I think initially we connected online, mm-hmm. and then I interviewed you. Because I, I do kind of a podcast about the industry and the people behind the scenes. Because I don't, so I, don't th- I don't think they get enough Which, credit. Which, by the way, you're still doing it. Yeah. What's the name of it? Um, Fish's well, Call Sheet. Fish's? Call Sheet. Call Sheet. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. And so it's really designed for all of the people that never get any credit. Like okay. prop department, uh, camera operators, you know, hair and makeup, like all of stunt performers, people that you don't normally get to see, that nobody hears their story. Sure. Because I just love all those people and I always feel like they don't get the credit they deserve, but they make the world that we work through. And so Jade and I kind of talked and then she came on that and then we kept talking and then we started swapping ideas back and forth. And and (laughs) when you have someone who knows as much, I think this is one of the things... It's hard to put into words kind of what Jada's done. Yeah. But, you know, when you're doing all these things on these reality shows, you're producing on the fly. You're doing production at such a high level. Yeah. And and people outside of that part of the business don't really understand because everything is run and gun, and you have to be able to pivot in a moment, which really is a skill that on a regular production side, like you have more time. So if you can do it that way, you, it's almost like if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. So there was kind of this mutual respect, and then we started talking about stuff. And then one day, she talked to me about Dot a little bit, and then she started talking about the old show that Dot did, and then she started talking about her desire and passion to bring community together. And that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, inclusion's a big thing. And then I, I spent time around the rare disease community. So we all had these 
kind of synchronistic connections. Yeah. I mean, you really are a Renaissance man. Like, I mean, and your, your story is incredible. I mean, you know, you, you became this child actor, your parents like were not in the business, you know, no. your dad was a jeweler. You grew up here in LA, but they like didn't care about Hollywood. You, you really hadn't acted much. You go and audition for Roseanne. You know, Roseanne's the one that liked you, not necessarily the other producers. You get on this show, instantly it's like a mega hit with 20 million, you know, viewers every single week. Um, and yet, like, you've, all these years, you've managed to sort of keep your act together. Like, I was researching you and I'm trying to Google Michael Fishman scandal. Michael Fishman. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of getting divorced, which, yeah, like, I know, that's which, the only but, thing that but it's up. so funny because, like, you look up, even my divorce records, like, went public, which you're like, I have zero anonymity in anything. But I'm like, yeah, I gave everything away in my divorce. So, like, yeah. like even that, there's like, it's, it's hard for people. But the truth is, it's not that you don't ever make mistakes. It's owning them and standing out front. Yeah, and, and, and what I'll tell you is like for me, I grew up in this very crazy life, but my parents had very normal lives. Mm -hmm. And so like this is something Jada and I talk about all the time. I understood the good sides of it, but also I was raised, and this is part of honoring the crew, is the crew also always kept me kind of stable right. from the standpoint of even when they weren't stable, they're like, hey, you're not that guy. And we'd have other child actors or people come and be on the show and they would be prima donnas and they'd be like ordering food and telling people what to do and demanding yeah. stuff as guests, right? So was like, who? Yeah, 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 I know. Um, <laughs> listen, Wait. people can go back and do their research. Sarah yeah. was the <laughs> But so I used to love, there was one whose mom was super like she was super demanding and he was super demanding who oh played boy. my my friend on the show that's much i'm giving you there okay um, i'll go google and then I'll <laughs> you'll, fi you'll figure it out and he would like tell the crew i want this this and this and he'd like make all these demands yeah. and it was so funny because i like i turned to a crew member and be like hey can you grab me a water while you're back there and they're like no shut the hell up that's not who you are mm. go get your own water and i'd be like that's amazing. Uh, and, and, but, but that's and, great. But they would literally say to me, that's not who you are. Right. And that's not who you're going to become. Oh, and God. I, to this day, I love that. Yeah. And so it was an incredible gift because the expectation was different for me. They kept you grounded. Yeah. And they, yeah. they had this expectation of like, go be great, mm -hmm. but don't become something else. Mm. Uh, did you, I mean, you know, we'll obviously get into all the history because you guys have great stories, but you know, you were notoriously very close to Roseanne for mm -hmm. so long. And then, you know, you two had a falling out after the racist tweet and everything. We'll talk about that. But when you were, I mean, you were six, so you were yeah. really young, but she was kind of amazing. I mean, you know, she was a woman that was a woman, no, you she, know, she is amazing. Writing comedy. She is amazing. Like I, yeah. I yeah. will never diminish her or what she's done. So Give me the rest because I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to make sure I'm always going to love her. Oh. Yeah. This is one of those things that like, I, I need people to understand. Right. You can disagree with something somebody does. Everybody has loved somebody who has said or done something they didn't agree with or couldn't support. Doesn't mean you forget who they are. Doesn't mean you stop caring about them. And when it's a public thing, it becomes a public war, and there is no... You don't get middle ground, right? Because yeah. everybody's got an opinion and everything grows. And in our lives, 
you know, I'm the guy who stood behind her and stood in front for her and stood next to her on all sides through the national anthem incident, through a number of scandals and a number of things. All of those things, I always stuck, stood next to her and stood up for her because it was my beliefs. Those tweets, I didn't understand. And I said it the day it happened. I said it to her. I said it publicly as well. It was out of character for who I've known her to be. But did it doesn't mean it's okay. Did you guys ever have a phone call? I mean, because I know it was very public. Like you guys, the two of you went back and forth. On <laughs> yeah. But you taught, you obviously, I mean, you were very close. You picked up the phone. You chatted. I called a lot. Um. But people have to understand she's such a polarizing figure. I mean, the national anthem incident. Oh, my God. After that, my grandparents and parents hated her. Oh, they yeah. were like, I mean, of course, they were like little mean, you know. Right. But, oh, my God. They just thought she was the trashiest thing ever. And, oh, my God. They they just were so offended. Wow. You know I mean? Well, that was back in 19... Over yeah. you know, 1990. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, they were just like... Changed my whole life. Appalled. It did? We went from... Um, After that, like, you guys got death threats. Like, people hated you all. We were... America's darling for about a year, year and a half. And then literally overnight, we're getting death threats and the president's on the news calling us all un-American. And I, my dad's an immigrant. My mm. grandparents came here. So I went from like, hey, you're doing great and bringing honor to your family. Like the president of the country that we all came to is basically calling you un-American by name. Like, it was a life changer. And for some people, they never got over it. And it was, I was the guy who went out and did all the press. Nobody else would go and speak. Um, and you were how old? You were like how old? Maybe nine. Oh my gosh. That's, That's a lot of pressure. I know. And, and they sent me to every, every radio host, every mm. person who absolutely hated her, every ultra conservative, you know, I went into meetings with like former military members. You're on Rush who Limbaugh at nine basically, and <laughs> Rush yeah, is like... Yeah. Before, right. before Rush was famous, yeah. yeah right, the, right. the precursors to Rush, yeah. Mm. And I learned so many lessons, but it was trial by fire and I was hand-selected and then I took that job and I literally went out into the world and spent two and a half months trying to save the concept of what this show was because we didn't know what the reaction was going to be when the show came back. And there was a lot of talk of canceling the show. And oh so God. from like June to like probably close to September, I was out every, you know, all over the country, traveling the country, selling the show as a kid. And the joke was, well, they can only be so mean to you at a certain point. <laughs> at, a certain point at a certain point, they can only yeah. punch you so hard because That's at nine. True. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, wow. Jada knows this. Like, I also went and did all these public appearances. And I'd have grown men come up and, like, backhand me. And you're like, oh, are you, are you Roseanne's kid, right? And oh I'm just God. getting to the point in your life where you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. Because some people can't differentiate. They thought you were legitimately right. her child, yes. even though you're on a sitcom. Yes. And then they're like, like, tell your mom to shut up. And like, it wow. was a period of time that was Jeez. really bizarre. Like, and, and you build through that. And like I said, through that whole process, I was the biggest person who advocated for her. Because mm -hmm. 
she is the reason I ended up on the show. But more importantly, we had such a beautiful, not just working relationship, personal relationship. And her stories, you can read her books, you know, from... Well, I mean, she's quite a comedian. I mean, oh, she she's really amazing. is like, you know, up there, I think, with some of the greatest women comics ever. I mean, to do what she did yeah. at that time, I mean, yep. not a lot of women were on TV, period. Then she was a yeah. writer, producer. I mean, she wasn't, a, you know, she... She's attra everybody's attractive. I don't want to say she wasn't attractive, but in Hollywood standards, she was not your ideal beauty. So it's mm. like to also be on TV. I mean, neither was John Goodman. I mean, for them to be on TV as a family, right? I mean, it was like really quite progressive. I mean, the whole thing, it, all your it topics. It was unheard of. I, yeah. Listen, I'm going to be really honest. It's still largely unrepresented you know, kind of bias against weight and bias against health issues. It's one of the reasons why we're doing our podcast. Yeah. These are kind of the two areas where people still feel comfortable to kind of hit people low or judge people without knowing them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things like you still don't see shows that look that way, even if the majority of the country looks more like that now than they even yep. did then. When, That's so true. That's true. When you were on Roseanne, like, did people around her after the show was a few seasons in, like, did people start to give her credit? Like, I mean, did were people like, oh, she's fucking genius, like, in this way? I don't think she ever got the credit she deserves. And I've said this publicly. Um, it's really interesting. And, and this is something that we've kind of talked about. I grew up with such strong women. But women don't get the same credit. That's still true now. And if a woman comes in and is really strong, she gets labeled all kinds of terrible words, right? If a guy does it, it's like, look at that decisive leader. Look at, or, or oh, he's kind of a jerk. Right. But mm -hmm. people go, oh, he's a jerk. Or even people go, oh, he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But he's our asshole, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. With you do women, have to play it different as With a woman. women, you yeah. get totally different <clears throat> names and you're, it's derogatory and people undercut you and it's a different thing. So I, I have such love and compassion for what she did because I watched her fight for her vision. Ooh, and, and I don't think people understand how much she fought and how good a writer she is. Mm. And the best thing she did is she like, don't write me a stupid joke. Write me something that's real. Write me about your family. And every once in a while, she was brutal on writers, but she also did things like she'd go, go home this weekend and actually raise your own kids for a weekend and then come back and tell me what's really going totally. on in their lives, wow. right? And wow. you're like, it's a hard thing to hear, but it also right. made people better. And she went into comedy clubs and just picked people. Last sort of question on this. I mean, you do have this admiration for her. You obviously had this longtime friendship. I mean, do you guys think you'll ever come back together? I mean, will she ever be a guest on Love Sick? Like, what do we think? I don't know about Love Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll let him answer that. I'll, I'll zip on that one. I'll zip on Extended the invite here, but I, just, okay. uh, I, don't know. I really do think that there's a for us, there's it's easy to have a conversation. Trust is something that I say this all the time with just people trust is delicate, you have to rebuild it. Hero breads, oh my gosh, chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. 
Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. And that goes both ways. She obviously felt really strongly and didn't feel like I treated her properly. And I own some portion of that from the standpoint of maybe I could have used different words or maybe, but I was really clear about what I said and I condemned the statements. I didn't condemn her, but I also adamantly didn't agree with them. And if you're going to keep defending them, that's a point we're always going to fight. Right. And, and right. so my life is about inclusion and community, and and I have a hard time with some of her statements. Now, professionally, I also think there's a place for her, but she has to want that. She has to build it. And this is something, you know, part of the reason that we kind of ended up doing this, and it tails back to lovesick is, a big part of lovesick is making people's path easier and giving people resources. I am mm-hmm. a huge person in you write your legacy every day. She's writing her legacy. Now she gets to choose what that looks like. I have to write mine and we might not agree. 
And every day I have to do things that move me in that direction. And, you know, this one of the reasons that I came to this and then why we're, we're kind of teamed up in right. this way is because <laughs> Dot's original story mm-hmm. touched her family and shaped her view, but it also led to her connecting to the community and the medical field right. and expanding her knowledge, right? Jada's experience as not just the daughter of someone who is dealing with it, but as a producer, as a creative force, but also as somebody with really strong, beautifully poignant perspective that she wanted to put out in the world, that's what motivated me to come mm-hmm. to this. And then yeah. I just got a big mouth and a big heart, so I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just show up and like, be honest. That's great. <laughs> You guys just have such a great formula. I love it. I love all three different perspectives and, you know, look, I've been a guest on your show. It was awesome. It was was wonderful when you were asked amazing questions. Um, Jada, what has been your favorite reality show that you've ever worked on? Big Frida. And I think I said that Big Frida was literally my favorite, favorite one because Mm. it was the first time I felt like, uh, well, I don't want to say the first time because I will say that everybody even on camera, like no matter what show I work on, they're there for a reason. They have a purpose, but to see Frida's journey, because it was in the middle of Frida, like in the middle of like really building himself. And I think the thing I really loved is that the way he just kind of changed, like bounce and just like, you know, brought people together. Like, I mean, it's, it's, and just humbling and just like everything Afrida did like does is just like very he's very thankful for it all mm. and i love it so much and and they just made us feel so great when we were shoot we were in new, new orleans so i was living yeah. there for a few months mm-hmm. and like they just literally made us feel good no matter what we were doing and that everybody who was behind the scenes or just the stuff that like michael says the purpose of fish's call sheet it was like everybody who did every job on that show was never overlooked and just so and it it was just fun it was just great you know and so that was like my favorite and you were on there too when i believe when his mom was dying of cancer yeah because i remember it was cancer it wasn't something something yeah yeah yeah. she was she was passing yes whatever was so i know it was like doing like the funeral on the second line and all that stuff like that but it was everything was just i don't know and it's just something about new orleans too i love new orleans so like (gasps) it's like literally one of my favorite places in the united states and like just to just be there it's just Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's a great place to create reality, I would think, because there's just so many things going on there. I mean... You got a priest at a voodoo shop. I, I mean, mean it, yeah. but that's like what? But that's what but that's the other haunted, But it's like so haunted. It's like haunted and it's stuff. Haunted. I had it's the like, best time looking for places to like shoot because I was like, nice. this place is so amazing. Yeah. Oh my and god! It's hot I didn't want to go hot home. as hell. <laughs> and it's bizarre it's too. Hot. It's like below sea level when yes. you look up in the Mississippi. It's like way up here, I, and you're down. I'm, like, I'm gonna tell you one thing. This, this is why I did not lose weight in my wedding because it was before I got married and I was eating all the things and I was like, I am not working. I don't care. Like this yeah. food is so, so good. good. That food is because I, I love food. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally, like just I was like, I'm eating everything. <laughs> um, Dot, yeah. how do you guys select like your guests for Lovesick? Like, you know, you all have different perspectives. Although you guys right. seem like great. you all work together yeah. really well. But yeah. how do you pick your guests? Well, we think about topics, you know, because we really think about who's listening, who will be watching. And so we kind of like think, okay, maybe we should do a topic 
about, let's say, because we just did um, menopause. Mm -hmm. And so we said, let's talk about that. One of the reasons why, because I think about my age group and thinking about her age group, and I'm like, you know, let's talk about that because I'm going through it. And you know other people are going through it. And let's talk about the other side of it when people are just starting to go through it. So we just think about topics that are interesting that can hit home Hmm. with, you know, resonate with other people. And they feel like, hey, they're talking about something that we are used to or someone that we know. And basically, that's how we pick it. There's so many things in the world that's happening. It's, It's really not hard to pick a subject. It's almost harder to know what not to pick at times or to wait for certain things or or to make sure you have either the right expert Mm -hmm. or the right support person. Cause the other part that we have dove into kind of full steam as well is trying to come up with support structures for people, right? Mm -hmm. Resources for people, alternative medicine, Eastern philosophy, trying to be more holistic with it. So it's not, we don't want to just tell you a story or throw medical stuff at right. you. No. We want you to have a community and part of the dialogue. We want to hear what people have to say. Mm-hmm. We want to hear what people want to know about. And then we'll go find yeah, experts right. and, and, and people. Some of it's it. representation, too, because if you don't see it or you don't know much about mm-hmm. it, it's like, I want people to learn about I want to learn about it. Right. Like Some of the things is just like... I, I want someone to tell me what right. this is about. Come okay, on for each of you, like, what's been your one of your favorite topics so far? Like, uh, for the show, what's been okay. what's been or what's been a guest? You're like, you know, aside from me. I yeah, mean, I was, I mean, you know, so I mean, aside you're, from you're, me. you're awesome. <laughs> so outside of you, Sarah, I'd say our healing bear Ernesto healing was my bear, favorite. One. I would go with yeah. the um, board certified gynecologist. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah I would go with so him because he, yeah, he he knew his stuff. I think he was doing this for like forty plus years and he taught us so much that we've never heard of in our life i know that's like mind-blowing i yeah. love when that happens we were, yeah, i think most so. of it we were like we were like what <laughs> really what's and, funny too yeah. is people take us in directions a lot of times in you start i mean you know this you start an interview and oh, something happens yes. and all of a sudden you're like we didn't even know that was there <laughs> and then you're so deep into yes. it and you're and you're amazed right <laughs> so you know we had a gentleman who wrote a book, but the book yeah. really is poetic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's about so many different things. Oh, and there's an phenomenal. inclusive portion of it, mm-hmm. but it's also about mental health, right? So then we get into the mental health aspect and then Dancing Bear. Wait, was, was a, that the name of the book? What was the name of the book? Uh, I can't remember the name. Do you remember the um, Or the guy? Uh, well, Antonio. Yeah. Antonio. His, uh, his name is Antonio Robinson. So if you Google him, you'll, you'll find, find, you'll find the book. Yeah. You'll find the book, Antonio Robinson. And, and then, yeah. you know, Dancing Bear, like... The Things We Need, right? Oh. The Things, is the Things know. We Need? Was it? Um... I don't know. No, his name is They're Antonio. They're like, no, not ringing a bell. No. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Robinson. He did the artwork and stuff on the cover yeah. too. No. No. It's, an- yeah, you'll find it though because it's Antonio Robinson and he's a poet. And you can find his stuff through ours. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Through his website. Yeah. 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 Yes. You yeah. guys have your yeah. own Instagram, yeah. Yeah. podcast. Yes. Yeah. But Lamone. That. That's it, right? That's it. That's it. Heartfelt. 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 He's phenomenal. And it's really interesting because there's so many are, some are personal, Mm -hmm. some are about other people, some are about mental health, some are about love, some are about connection. Like, so we end up in this kind of journey with him, right? You know, Dancing Bear, 
Now, what's just, Dancing Bear? So, oh, the so funny. So, so Ernesto really love because he is in yes. Long Beach. Okay. And he, dan- like, if you were just driving down, like, the street, you will see him dancing on the, co- just in his world, like, just dancing. And then he'll go out and do his thing. Like, and just, and I oh, always, like, would pass cool. him and I'm like, man, this guy looks like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. I want to know his story. So I reached out to him because I, I was just like, why- I wonder why he does it. Mm-hmm. And he just, it was it was so deep and it was very like a, was. a mental release for him too. But just the story, you know, I want everybody to tune in, but like, yeah, yeah. But just, just yeah. pieces of yeah. inclusion, inclusion and, and acceptance yeah. and yeah. let's say bullying. Like yeah. I think we can yeah. safely say, I think there's something in there for everybody. Yeah, and, and even it's so interesting because, you know, people always want to categorize mm-hmm. and this is something that that's that three of us don't, really don't don't do well is we don't like to categorize things right so we love kind of the inclusive nature of i I feel like we tell these stories and they come in this such an organic way that people can connect to something that they maybe never anticipated yeah Yeah. connecting to agree even crying compassion yeah people cried on the show like i mean we just to know that it was okay. that deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, crying about it. Yeah. Give me, guys, I was about to say, no, give me a, no, yeah. a few episodes, Michael Jada. Michael's going to make me cry. Wake up. I unintentionally make people cry. I'm like, I ask deep questions. Next thing I know, people are like, and Your then I'm turn, like. Your Sarah. Or I say something. Yeah, I, I can like, see that. You've lived like a full life, yeah. my friend. Oh like my a thousand God. lives. A thousand lives. Yeah. If there's I mean, like a job, Michael has done it. If he's like, <laughs> I, like I, I swear, it's like, I'm. He, I know. It amazes me. It's like. <laughs> I think he brings that calm balance for us because we are very outspoken and quite loud. And then Michael comes in with the. All right. <laughs> we bring it He's down. He's your zen like your yeah. Like that, that zen and you're like, okay. okay I don't know okay. if people in my, re- my regular life would call me zen, but no. It's really funny. It's the like it um, trying to find that space See? between sometimes, right? And they give me a hard time because my voice, even my voice kind of goes down is. and goes like. And, and, you have to turn up the audio right now. <laughs> and so. Or if I ask really deep questions. And, mm. you know, this is part of, you know, like Jada and I used to have these conversations about projects and stuff, but a lot of them are based on the fact that I have lived kind of more lives, I guess, than I really even realize at times. But I also have lost a lot of people. Yeah. Been around a lot of illness, people who lived in the hospital, people who were chronically ill. Mm-hmm. So I have a background that even at times I think is more varied than I even realize. Yeah. And yeah. So I definitely, at times, take us into super deep topics sometimes, you know, or somebody looks at me and goes, <laughs> like Antonio is one of those, right? You and Antonio had a deep conversation. Yeah. You guys connected like before 100%. I enrolled that, before we were yeah. shooting. Wow. They, that show will be seriously off the top because they connected and it was just so real, you know, and that's, that was a great show. And I like to ask people yes. deep questions. I, I don't. This is one of the things of like people have an assumption about me mm-hmm. and I could care less about all the things that most people ask. I'll never ask you what your job is. I'm never going to ask you any of the basic stuff that people come up and right. normal stuff. I actually do want to know how are you. And I think that's part of kind of where some of the, our conversations grew. It's yeah. like Jada and I would start talking about a project or a situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where it's like, what do you think about this? 
and then it's like, how's it going on this project or, or, or how are mm. you doing there? Because production is a, it's like walking a minefield and, then, really and then still trying That's to like, like yeah. balance things at the same time. And, and I don't want to underestimate what people go through in like mm -hmm. war zones or whatever, but like it, it's a bit of a war zone and everything has to be willed oh, yeah. into existence. And, I mean, that's true. Yeah. And when people actually subscribe to the show, I mean, they want to definitely see that very first one because we get into why we're doing this. Oh, and yeah. You're probably sharing more, more of your own yeah, deep stories. Yeah, because it's about her. Well, it begins with us. It is. Yeah. start with with my journey and and does it go beyond the health journey does it go like does it talk more you as a woman as yeah. you know you were married you yeah. Know, yeah. yeah 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 and and raising her I mean it's it's deep it goes back into like people would want to know and people could be in a situation with the illness and things like that I mean because I've had this illness now for 39 mm. years so I'm blessed number one but um for people to know, because a lot of people still don't know about it. Oh, you say Bernie Mac, then they know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and because Dot does he this had beautiful. complications from that same illness that I have. Yeah, and Dot um, has this beautiful thing: is you look at Dot, and you would never guess that she's facing right stuff, right? Yeah. Ever, she's never, you never vibrant know. and powerful, yeah. and like, yeah. and, and the way she explains it for people. The way she made that space open, she really mm -hmm. set the tone for other people to come and be open. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It, it really was. Um, Jada, okay, yeah. how has it been? You you know, you were producing drama, girl. I mean, we want to fight. <laughs> we want alcohol thrown in the face. I mean, <laughs> now you've gone to unpacking drama. Do you? <laughs> Wait, we That's can't. We're not throwing stuff in Not yet. Okay. <laughs> What do you like? Are you? Do you feel like you're just at that place in your life? Do you prefer one over the other? You know, right now, and I say this right now because I'm always, you know, evolving and whatnot. But also at the same time, it's like I could be at the stage where I'm like, I want this chill, you know. Especially when I was working for the network, it was like I just have this chill in my home. I have the kids their schedule, and I can have more time for my family, etc. Mm -hmm. But I mean, next year I might be like, throw me back in the ring and let's go. Like, <laughs> right. it's like, you know, That's you don't true. know. I will say, this is, I, I don't know if I've ever said this out loud. Uh -oh. Some Ooh. of these shows have actually helped prepare me for parenthood because some of the stuff I had to deal with, like grown ups yeah. acting like toddlers and, and little kids, that it kind of prepared me to that. And then vice versa, it kind of helped me deal with which reality star do you do you, are you parenting your kids and you think now when gordon ramsay <laughs> when gordon ramsay was oh, such no. an asshole you know those I, are days where i have the gordon yeah. ramsay where i'm like i do the thing where i'm like okay mom's asked you already three times do you want me to yell now like it's, yeah. it's about to get yelly mom and then sometimes they're either like okay. do they flash do the, do the reality stars flash before your I mean, eyes when your I, kids are like, they will now oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Tia, yeah. Yeah, like. she's like, I'm gonna pull out 
this right? one here. Mm. No, it's the dreams. Those are the weird. <laughs> You're dreams. in Dance Moms. You got to get on stage, I and mean, Abby's yelling at you. Yeah. I've had some where I've been like, you know, I'd wake up and be like, oh my god, and I haven't done it yet, <laughs> or you know, just like these. Abby's oh, yelling at me. Um, oh my gosh, how are we doing on time? Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, oh good, we're good. Okay. Um, but wait, I want to know who's the reality star. I have two more reality sure, questions, sure, sure. and then a, a final question here for everybody. Um, okay. Uh, who's a reality star that you were like, this person is never going to make it and oh. then became huge because oh, it's, I think that's the thing. And I, I'd love to hear Michael's perspective. Like, oh, no. isn't it the thing about Hollywood? Sometimes oh gosh, like, should I be saying that? Yeah, you take this question. <laughs> I'm gonna but like... isn't it true? There's so many know. people that you're like, they're like, they become like huge. You never would have seen it. I in mean, there's shows that I've seen, especially when it first, when they would first start especially when again unscripted kind of was getting its legs and everybody's you know kind of doing it i just remember sometimes watching like and this was early on housewives where i'm like people are really gonna watch these yeah. reach late and now i'm like oh it. damn they're great <laughs> <laughs> they now like, watching it. i can see why because it's yes. amazing but um you know i can't i'll say it this way um tiffany new york pollard pollard she, hands down now, like my favorite, like if you ask me who my favorite reality oh. star is, it's her. I'm gonna tell you why. I love New York. I love I New love York. Tiffany. I'm gonna tell you why. In the beginning, I think I, I was telling you this off, off camera, but like in the beginning when I did Flavor of Love, I was a PA on Flavor of Love, and I remember the days before they had to move in the house, I had to be her, like her dry, I had to pick her up in this production van and pick her up from her friend's place because she, she wasn't even living here. And we were driving around and it was like this conversation and she was just like, so sweet and so nice. She's probably gonna, I'm gonna get canceled for saying all <laughs> So sweet, nah, so nice. Yeah, she'll love it. Um, and I was like, oh man, she's gonna go in this house with these girls? Like, oh, I don't know, boy. she's gonna make it. And yeah. then like, literally we spent the whole day together from morning to night. And she, you know, she was this sweet. And I'm gonna tell you, as soon as she got out of the van and we were going to the Flavor Flav house, it was like, <laughs> you know. And then she just walked <laughs> in, and turned it on. But she's a look. She's amazing. I'm gonna tell yeah. you, she knew how to take those 15 and 15 and 15 and 15 minutes and stuff like that and keep it going. And like, I'm literally obsessed. <laughs> it's a gift. Yeah, it's, it's a gift. gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what's the best Hollywood party you ever went to? Were you there with Corey Feldman <laughs> oh, and man. Luke Perry? Oh. And you're like, oh I'm fucking DJ. Okay. <laughs> From the Connors. And we are See, rolling out. Oh. Like, I, I'm the last person. I know who you are. So it's so funny because if I ever turn to somebody and say, do you know who I am? I figure two <laughs> things happen. <laughs> I got lost and nobody knows who the hell I am or I got dementia or something because at that point something's wrong because if I have to say that I already whatever right. the situation is like I it's gone horribly off the rails but the second part is like it, that stuff makes my skin crawl I'm the only probably person who like grew up in Hollywood that when people are like oh let me give you this or let me I'm like no, it's okay. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I don't, I don't love any. Like, I'm the only performer you're ever gonna meet who hates applause. I'm the only. I, I think like, that's why you've had such a successful yeah, career. It's, it's so true. Funny. Yeah, you always, almost, you always laugh at me yeah. for this, but like, sometimes I just clap. Yes, <laughs> she does. Because I, I, because in my experience, most of the time it's not genuine, and it's usually at the end. It means wow. we're done. I don't want to be done. I love what I do. Right. Right. 
So when something ends, the applause means, damn, I got to go find another job or another gig or another thing or the show is over, right? The show is the great part. I love what we do. And so, I don't know, I've been to so many parties over the years. I've been to so many places. I never name drop. We joke about this all the time. Mm. And even I'm more likely to like, if other people are name dropping, after a certain amount of time, I'm like, boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And I'm like, because I just start, and then if somebody will look at me, I'm like, every time you name drop, I'm just gonna, if, we, if, if, if the point is. Well, yeah, you, you're like, oh, I mean, no. you could basically one-up everyone, but you don't, because it's just not who you are. No. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you should be like a child actor mentor, you know, because now a lot of these Disney stars have their yes. own podcasts. That's and a good idea. They talk about. I think it's a great idea. Stuff they went through in the aughts, you know, even long, it's like, God, I wish I want to like message them, be like, yeah. you should talk to Michael Fishman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he I saw really... you should. Yeah, should. that's yeah. a great idea. Sarah. Chaos in ways that people like. Of course, our show was amazingly professionally productive. Yeah, but we did stuff like in this business. People are still like, "Oh, you worked on that show? Oh, yeah." Like, like the stories there are so different than everything else because we. I mean, we were. We were like a carnival meets, you know, entertainment meets because we had all these people who came in from the outside Mm -hmm. who didn't know how to behave. And then you had a lot of people who started out and exploded on the scene. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, I used to go to every award show and every event. I mean, we joke because like I grew up emceeing concerts as a kid and like doing all this stuff for like R&B and like the never brandy and, and a voice and, like, and, yeah, and yeah, like, like brandy rap, and voice rap and r&b like, like wow. that was my world right so like wait how did that right? That's what I, I was like yeah because i traveled all over and did all these pr yeah. things next thing you know they'd be like uh-huh. and i kind of fearless when it comes to yeah you like, are i'll go host whatever i'll go stand out there and do whatever I can't tell you how many drag shows I hosted or like cool, MCs okay. or, yeah. you know, before, yeah. before people really were inclusive right. with the LGBTQAI community, man, I was in every one of those partially right. because of the concepts on our show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where other people ran from that stuff, it was so important to me to embrace people because I saw the impact it made yeah. when you That's open great. space for people, right? I can't solve your problems, but man, I can listen and stand next to you and be your ally. That's I can, right. I can support you, right? Yeah. And in the world we live in now, it's a really bizarre thing because we're so much closer than we've ever been, but at the same time, we're so polarized from each other. So inclusion is such a rough thing because yeah. everybody wants to define themselves as something and separate themselves out, yep. but then is, at the same time, as we get separated out, it means we don't have equality or I inclusion. Know. I hate And then well, we're I, yeah, so frustrated and then yeah. everybody's angry and then, you know, it's- it I need a reality sad. show. <laughs> <laughs> Put it all in there, yeah. the jumble there mess and just throw it and see It's the it good and bad of social <laughs> yeah. media, right? Yeah. I oh, mean, it is. you know, That's what it is. we all know 20 years ago, I mean, you had to have a conversation. You had to go to the drive yeah, bar, host have the show. Yeah. You know, you had, then you got off stage, you yeah. talked to somebody, heard their real yeah. story, you saw their real tears. Now, I mean, half the time, the people's avatar isn't even that, you don't even know who you're talking That's to or true. arguing, or, or is it a bot? Real. Or is it, or if you the know, picture's real, right. or, you know, catches those good moments on social. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, it really that's why is. I say growing up, I didn't 
have the yeah the internet and all that stuff. You had to talk. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm close. See, this is where Dot and I get along because I'm closer to that yeah. because I. Look, Which is I'm, funny, you're like an old soul though, because you're really not. You're early. You're only in your forties, right? Early forties, yeah. 40s. yeah. So, yeah I'm the, the boomer. The joke the is, I'm the I'm the youngest dinosaur, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I grew up with all. So like sometimes I make references and Doc looks at me and goes, "That's an old reference." I'm like, I'm like you are. You're like, I mean, yeah, this man. because like today the kids are like electronics and those type of things. When I was growing up, you went outside and played. Like we played in the alley. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you had to come in when the street lights came on, those kind of things. You ask some of the kids today, like they don't know anything about that. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's. Also, you can't really send your kids out. So I feel like you can't. Oh, no. you can't well, this is my world now. My joke yeah. is. We have a cell phone, so I can reach my kid anytime I want. Right. Yes. And I can literally track their location all the time. Sure. And then they true. never go outside. <laughs> Which is like, it's like I can house. literally track where you're going and know exactly where They're you like are. We term. never knew. You know, and That's then I, so you know, funny. it's the other part. It's like I joke, yeah. I'm like the youngest person who can format a typewriter. Like, yeah. Okay, that's really that's like, a real throwback. Right? Like, like I don't even know, you know, I don't know where I'd right? find one. Like, and, and I worked in a professional <laughs> world. Was like, okay, these are that's yeah. how our scripts were that's in the true. beginning. Like yeah. that's how far back. And yeah. so you know, yep, exactly. Or I remember my mom had the whiteout. It's the worst. And then you're like, can I fit yes. this in? And then see, here's the I thing. Mean, that's so true. A whole bunch of your yeah. audience goes, what the hell are they talking about? What's right? a typewriter? What's a typewriter? What's well, cassette? I, What's this? Well, you know, you know I will say yeah. I have a, this cassette wallet that, mm -hmm. and this does give me faith in humanity. And mm -hmm. it's it's an old school cassette wallet, but I pull it out, and a lot of young people know what it is. And I thought, okay, oh, see, that's cool. you know, when yeah. they're offline, well, they, why there's do hope. They know there's it. hope. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, 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 right, that's right. Maybe that's how they're gonna start sending yeah, each other yeah. messages. Oh, I gotta God. go. You guys, analog. I mean, I could. You guys have to come back. Like, I could talk to you for three hours. Like, I want to know so many more reality TV stories. And we didn't even talk about you worked at radio one for years yeah. i want to you know i, mean, I want to talk about all the airlines and i know everything that's how we got our travel on all the time when i worked for um u.s air yeah i mean and, you really um, Remember I, I took them i took the girls um out traveling all the time like we we just went all over i know and it was it's just the... so wonderful and that's how the traveling bug got into them because mama was traveling and we were like, let's go, you know, let's go here, let's go there. Show, Mom. I know. I know. <laughs> She's oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I was, oh, I was like, like, wait, wait. That's was like, I've got a part two. I've got a part yeah, two I got a part, and I got a part two. Yeah, I was actually really trying to find Robert De Niro. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah, uh, well, you should have kept I'm looking. You could have been his baby mama too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at him. He just had a kid. He just yeah, had a child. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love it. It's like I'm obsessed. There's a topic to it. Women that do it all. Because he just came out and said, "I'm not changing the diaper. Yeah. She's doing it all. I'm yeah. 80." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. good She's point." Like, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> no, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a pass all on right, that we'll one we'll as a dad because I like. You better get your hands in there. You help, you help make this. You I don't know, Michael. I mean, giant... he's 80. I was going to say. And he's worth $100 million. At that point, I think I'd pay for it, too. Look, yeah. hire who you want. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, don't change it. Don't drop the baby. No, just don't drop the baby. Uh, the podcast is Lovesick. Um, you guys, are. you have yes. your own Instagram. It's at Lovesick Podcast. It's, it's the official It's an official Lovesick Podcast. Right. Official Lovesick Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, it, you guys, thank you so much thank for you. being Thanks for having us, Sarah. We really appreciate it. This was awesome. Love this was cool. <laughs>
just as good cool to be with as you, you always be. <laughs>